All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Today on the pod, not one, not two, not three, but four of the core of the Fresno State Whiteouts. I'm happy to have Zane Pope, Eric Brooks, Josh Kelly, and little bro Magdalena on the pod today. They're all going to be segmented out. Got a few questions, got a few scenarios for all of them. First up, we got Zane. Zane, say what's up to Bring the Juice Nation real quick. Bring the juice. What's up? Mm. How y'all doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm fired up. Zane, I want to start off with, you know, you're the head of the old heads of the group. You've been there through through a lot of ups, through a lot of downs. Um, your first year was the year we went 12-2. and two. Is that correct? Yeah. So seeing that 12-2 and two year in your career and all the other years that we've had or y'all have had in your Fresno State football career, what is the type of laser focus you think you need, you know, just coming out of the gate to ultimately win the Mountain West Championship? Because job ain't finished until that's done. Like, like being the vet, what would you say is like the number one trait? I think it starts from spring ball, the first, or like right after the season, you got to be dialed in for spring and then all summer workouts. The old guys got to lead. Me, I'm, this is my fifth year. Mm-hmm. I got to lead, lead the way. Mm-hmm. It gets tricky, but you know, you got to come out every day through spring ball, through summer, and then straight into fall camp. So, you know, fall camp's coming up. Um, for people who don't understand fall camp, it is very difficult time for college athletes, especially in the football field, where uh, what times? Did, what times did camp start this year? Like five a.m. something like that. Yeah, I think six to nine p.m. You already got the schedule? No, nah, not yet. But they they gave us a little preview. Well, it's kind of you know there's you have your good days of camp, you have your bad days of camp, and I would say being a vet, what have you learned? from your first fall camp all the way to going into your fifth? Do you prep a different way? Do you have different regime? I think sleep and recovery is huge. Uh, my The COVID camp, I was taking ice baths and uh, Epsom salt baths every night. That's definitely a huge uh, plus. And then go to sleep at, you got to go to sleep. They'll let us out, what, around nine? You got to be to sleep by 9.30. Mm-hmm. Be fresh for the next day. Wake up. When you were there, we were in the hot tub every morning. Every morning, bro. Gotta take care of your body. I think that's something in sports at the next level that, you know, I wish I started it earlier in my high school career where you don't really realize you're so used to just, you know, you never see a cheetah stretch. Like you just get out of the car and you could you go play a football game, but shit, you start getting a little older. Body hurts. Things start creaking and cracking and you gotta stretch, you gotta activate, you gotta take care of your body. And it's tough because in this, in this world, sports are a business and, um, you know, injuries go one of two ways. Sometimes a guy goes down and now you get to emphasize and take his reps or, hey, we've been on the other side too where you go down and someone else is coming after your spot. It's uh, it's a tough thing to do. And, you know, speaking of tough things, what's a moment for you as an athlete that you always reflect back on? Something that has calloused your mind that when there's the days in the fall camp that are coming up in the next few weeks where you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to keep working hard, you don't want to go chase greatness. What gets your ass out of bed to make make that push to get the job done? I think 2019, I was one of those guys that got injured. I broke my collarbone in the, the first scrimmage of the fall camp that year. And that, like after that, I was like, in my room crying. I just wanted to get back on the field, and I was doing everything I could. I was fortunate enough to come back and play two games that year. And right. Like, having to do everything I could to get back on the field, that knowing that how I felt when I couldn't play, that just wakes me up every day. I'm ready to go. So... In the midst of that, being from you're from the Bay. No, I'm from Southern California. You're from LA. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of someone else. What is you know growing up in LA, 
And there's the San, there's the UCLA schools down there. There's the USC schools there. You had, are you, you're undefeated against UCLA. Mm, yeah. And you get a shot at SC again this year. What's it like going down South and having the opportunity to play against these schools that kind of passed you up a little bit? Uh, it's definitely a big game. You know, there's a lot of LA kids on the team. Everyone thinks it's a home game. We go down there. Red Wave always travels well. It's very exciting to go down there, but. That's it. That's all you got. That's all you got. I think like I don't know. It's a. It's really a big game. Like you're going home. I think last. It's got to be emotional, bro. Because playing out here locally, like it gets emotional when when the red wave shows out. Like that's one of the fortunate places to. Last year at UCLA, I think my my mom had like 50, 60 tickets. Damn. So it's like it's a big game. A lot of people coming. Don't undersell that shit. It's it's a big game, bro. It's huge. I mean, all games are big. If you want to compete, I totally understand that. Mm Um. Okay, one more thing I'm thinking of right now. So, you know, I, the boys are here. I ordered some Wingstop to, uh, you know, feed the boys. And I feel like I was getting chirped at about my wing order. So, flats or original? Okay. Flats only. Strictly flats. Flats only. And I also like blue cheese. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm lemon pepper. That's all I need. You don't even eat sauce. Lemon pepper only. Okay, see, that's really weird. I'll throw down some fries. But, but you like the Lemon dryness. pepper, flats only. I'm good. But you don't like being hydrated. You you appreciate... You have a water? Maybe I might little, take this little freaking water from you right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if you got a cup of water, get the fries and lemon pepper wings, you good. What's your go-to restaurants in Fresno? Fresno? What's that sushi place called? Ah, there's a sushi place down by uh that one club. What's the one club called? I don't go clubbing, bro. I don't know. Yeah, but there's a sushi place <laughs> down there. Hino, always a good spot to go. Gotta love the Hino lunch special, bro. Hino. Uh, no free shout outs. Ichiban by the mall. Uh-huh. Little ramen place. Fire. Okay. Dervo's Deli. Dur- we haven't even got there yet, but shout out to Dervo's Deli. Dervo's Deli, man. Good spot right there. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a few, uh, few places you can go. like it. What's your favorite activity in your time at Fresno that you've done so far? Time at Fresno. I mean, Lakes is close. My family, we just went to uh, Bass Lake for the 4th of July. Okay. That was fun. Y'all rent some jet skis out there or something? No, we got, we fortunately got a boat. So we took the boat out there. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drive the boat, bro. Hey, come on. Nah, but lake trips are definitely always fun. Invite the friends. Have a good time. Would you say you're more of a beach guy or a lake guy? Definitely lake guy. I'm really, I don't like the sharks. That's a big fear of mine. What about alligators? Crocodiles. I, I've never experienced. I've never been to Florida. Nothing like that. I know in Millerton Lake, there's a there's a rumor. It's got there's some rumor. There's some, <laughs> some big That's ass it. fish out there, bro. Hey, fish like. What about a dolphin? No, they're cool. They're friendly. So you're just afraid of sharks? Yeah, sharks. Definitely. So you don't go like boogie boarding or surfing or nothing like no, that? No, I go boogie boarding, but like as long as there's people with me, because I'm a pretty fast swimmer. If I can swim oh. next or faster than the person next to me, I'm good. Would you consider yourself more of a fast runner or a fast swimmer? Fast swimmer. Not that fast. You feel me? We can, we can run, but we're not the fastest on the field. Who's we, bro? Me. <laughs> Maybe you. You might. No, I'm a slow swimmer. I'm talking about, I'm talking about running right now. I'm an okay runner. We get open other ways. Yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about your playing days. We don't need to be the fastest. What'd you think of the Bring the Juice Combine? Uh, I think it was awesome. I, I appreciate there. you guys for coming out, by the way. There for the first annual. I'm excited for the next year. Mm. Hopefully, it's around the time I'm here. Yeah. Might train, might be training and stuff. But. I think I might do one the week before the actual NFL combine. 
That'd be cool. I don't know why. Just get people in the mood. Yeah. Do a golf around, tournament around the same time. People would be excited for it. They want to see what they can do. <clears throat> I love it. Zane, anything else you want to say to bring to your nation? I'm about to have Eric Brooks on the pod next. Just happy I'm here, man. I love what you're doing with the thing. Fire me up, bro. Bring the juice, baby. Get your piss hot. Eric Brooks up next. Y'all tap into Zane Pope this season. EB, is that a velvet do-rag? Yes, it is. What? What are the pros to having a velvet do-rag? Um, well, really, really, I just got this one because it was a little bit thicker. So it holds on my hair better. So but. I have I used to have waves back in the day. I don't know if you know this. I ain't know this. Zane, were you there when I used to have do-rag? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Out there. Um, well, for those of you who just, you know, we're getting back. Eric Brooks, uh, wide receiver, Fresno State, going into is this your last year? You got another one. I got two years. This year and next oh, year. Oh yeah. wow. You're gonna be the twenty seven year old? Yeah. I'll be uh twenty-four. Still, that's old, bro. I know. That's seasoned, bro. <laughs> just like your chicken wings you're about to smack right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into all that fun stuff, but I want to start off on some real stuff. You know, coming from uh, the IE. And I just asked Zane about being a LA guy that plays against those schools down south. You had a great game against UCLA this year. Definitely one of the more memorable moments for Fresno State. What was that moment like of scoring a teeter? Um, so to take you through the whole thing, um, earlier in the game, yes, early in the game, I had to drop, um, like coming across the middle, um, like we improvised the play. I was just scrambling with um with Jake. He threw it. Um, I was just trying to catch it and get into the end zone because I saw it out the corner of my eye. I dropped it. Um, you know, I I was upset. I'm like, you know, I had that one. It was an easy catch. I make it all the yeah. time. Barbecue chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I come on, I come to the sideline. I'm I'm down, but all my teammates are picking me up saying, You're gonna make the next one. Right. Um, do this, just trying to keep my spirits high, keep Have me to. keep me uh mentally checked in. And then um I get the call to go in on that third and goal. Um, we run our vert play. Um, and then I just, I just run to the corner of the end zone, turn around, saw the, barely saw the ball coming. It was in the light. DB put his hand out, almost swatted it, barely missed it, fell right into my arms. It was just like a dream come true. Had a lot of family and friends <laughs> there. Um, it was just cool to, you know, cool to be close to home. Oh, it was uh, lit. Where everyone could see me playing and stuff like that and yeah. got my first touchdown, so. What a first teeter. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. And you know, EB, like, I know you started off as a walk-on. I started off as a walk-on. That walk-on mindset is held with people, you know, even once you're put on Scully. I, you look at guys like Baker Mayfield, JJ Watt, who started their careers off on walk-on, as walk-ons, excuse me. And I think it's something when you are a walk-on, like, you wish you were Scully, but once you break through that and now you're on the other side of this fence... I feel like you're almost more proud of having be going having to go through that struggle of being a walk on and earning it in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, I I think so. Just because like when you're a walk on, I mean you're doing everything the scholarship guys are doing, but you're just not getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, you know you're working out the same, you're practicing the same, you're doing the same amount of like volume of work. Um, and for me, like getting that scholarship, it was huge. Right. It just took like a big load off my shoulders knowing that I worked so hard for that. Yeah. Um, but even now, like even being on scholarship, I feel like my work ethic hasn't really changed. Um, so, just because all those years on um, being a walk on, I feel like it's just ingrained now. It's just, just a habit at that yeah, point. Yeah. It's much. regular. Yeah. So, what advice would you have for the younger athletes? Because I think there are guys out there that are juniors, seniors in high school, and maybe they're not getting a lot of love in the recruitment game. You know, I've been asked it and I give my two cents on things. And it's just, 
you really just got to put your head down and work in my opinion. And and if, when you're given an opportunity, you got to capitalize no matter how big, no matter how small it is, what situation in the game. But I mean, what would you tell these guys? Um, I would definitely piggyback on that and say, you know, keep your head down and work um, and just really just bet on yourself in any situation that you're put in. I mean, um, I believe that I could play this game at a high level, right. um, at the division one level. Mm-hmm. So I took my chances, walked on um, and I just worked every single day, just trying to be the best that I could be. Um in hopes of earning a scholarship eventually, and which I did. So just being consistent in your approach, um, trying not to take days off and, you know, trying to be around people that are successful in the room. So be around the scholarship guys and do what they do. Right. And I mean, I think that that's, I like that you brought that up because, you know, when there's 110 dudes on a football team, I mean, I'm not going to BS people here. Like there's some dudes that are slacking. There's dudes that are bullshitting. Sometimes they're just young. Sometimes they're just immature. Sometimes they're happy with just collecting a scholarship check and they don't care how much they play, whether they travel or not, things like that. And um, you eventually start acting or developing habits of the people that you hang out with around you, whether you think you are or or, or you don't at all. Sometimes it happens without you even knowing. But if you're hanging out with a bunch of slap dicks who aren't doing shit right, and they're saying, oh, I don't want to get working after practice. I want to do this. And then those are your boys. Like Over time, you're going to think it's okay to not get working after practice. You're going to think it's okay to show up to meetings two minutes late, unprepared on certain things. And you know, I know that me, when I came in, I was taught by a few older guys, like, hey, man, this is this is what you do if you want to get ahead. Like, you sit here, you have your shit together. You don't, you don't, like if you want to get ahead in the game, because yeah. there are some dudes that are just so raw and talent to where, but they can do whatever they want and they still probably yeah. gonna get, they're going to get love from the coaches. Mm-hmm. But some people have a different journey, a different, a different uh, road to get to the destination. And I know you have, would you say that you're more disciplined now than ever? Right now, definitely. Um, I feel like the group we have, really sets that standard. As I whiteouts? Mean, yeah, as, as, as whiteouts and as a team, but particularly the whiteouts. Um, I know coming in, I mean, we had guys like Key and Jameer, um, right. Darion, so they really laid the foundation for me. And then um, just like as like as of right now, our group knowing like where we can be as a whole, right. as like the best receiving group in the nation, I feel like that just sets a standard um, of excellence every day of where we want to be and what steps we need to take to get there yeah. every single day. I mean, the standard of excellence is, it is, uh, there's no ceiling for it. You could, you had to keep climbing the mountain. And I think you guys have a great whiteout group. Like I said, like I wanted to have a, a segment where I had the fellas on, man. Like I wanted to, everyone has their little two cents, the different piece of their journey. And like, I know you guys are about to start fall camp, but, um, shit, there's a lot to be said for this whiteout group, man. There's a lot of unknowns, but there's, I mean, the, the potential and, I think the hype for you guys is it's it's starting to it's starting to build. It's not going unnoticed. So like, I love it. I mean, being a whiteout, especially where I've played with all of you except for my brother, but I know him pretty well too. So like, it works out. I'm rooting for you guys, man. Um, last thing, how do you like your wings, and what do you eat them with? Me personally, lemon pepper, all flats, mm. no sauce, just dry. Yeah. I don't need ranch or anything like that. What is going on, bro? I feel like you only need that like with chicken nuggets. So I just so 
You like them dry. Dry. Lemon pepper. That's it. Only flavor I need. That's it. That's it. That's casual. That's it. That's all I need. Wow. We're going to have some opinions on this podcast, <laughs> bro. I might lose like a star rating off this shit. I swear. Uh, okay. Lake or beach? Uh, I'm a beach guy. Definitely a beach guy. All right. Guy. You're a beach guy. Why yeah. are you a beach guy? You like? Uh, I like going out into the waves and stuff. You know okay, what I'm saying? So I don't you're go, not afraid of the sharks. Like I'm not afraid of the sharks. No. Uh, I don't go out super, super far, but I go out to where I'm floating out there. Like You can't touch the bottom? Yeah, where I'm not touching the bottom. I go out there and swim a little bit. Like with a board? Uh, I've boogie boarded before. Yeah. Um, that's fun. But I go out there, you know, jump with the waves, go under them, stuff like that. But I'm definitely a beach guy. I love the lake, but now I ride a jet ski every now and then. But wow, I'm a beach guy. Active. I love yeah. it. All right. There you have it. Eric Brooks, bro. Uh, EB, anything you want to say to Bring the Juice Nation? Uh, man, shout out Bring the Juice. Shout out Frank. Love what he's doing, man. And you know what I'm saying? Just get your piss hot, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. All right, transitioning. Next up, we got Josh Kelly. Kells, welcome to Burning the Jewish Nation. Say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up, man? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see you're rocking the Credit Aloha t-shirt today. Me. I uh, Let's start with that. How how did that all come about? So, uh, shoot. My dad came up with a plan, and he's just trying to execute it. No. Is he, is he going to be like, like your agent in the league, you think, like that? Uh, No, I, he's no. just... Somebody that's gonna be right there by my side though. Father, time. of course, absolutely. Yeah, but no, nah, he just um, with this nil stuff, you know how this stuff is working. So he came with a plan, and I was I'm for it. So yeah. So who is Credit Aloha? Are they local? Like, what do yeah, they do? They're local. I actually know they're worldwide. Oh, but basically they're um, basically in college as a as a as a you know college student. Right. We have a lot of student athletes. Yeah, we have a lot of you know, opportunities where we could build our credit with, you know, rent and you know, things of that sort. So right. what what Credit Aloha does is, you know, we take those and we take what you could use for your rent and we could just, you feel me, start building it now. Mm-hmm. So then when you're done with college, you know, play all your student loans. It helps your credit score too, I assume. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's huge. I mean, one of the things I wish you got taught this in high school. I always thought it'd be badass if they had a class in high school. And I know you went to Bullard, but I mean, they didn't have it at Memorial. Like, I don't think anybody has this class where you literally get taught like the basic fundamentals of the importance of having a, a high credit score, um, learning how to pay taxes. If you wanted to, you know, buy a house, what would even be your first approach on something like that? Like, it's you don't really learn that type of stuff. You kind of just get thrown into the world, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I owe taxes, or "Oh, like I got to do this," or "Oh, why? Who cares about that?" And you can even go a step further. And like people don't know how to change a tire. People don't know how to change oil. People don't know, you know, how to do very basic things in life that just survive. And I don't know. I that's that's cool that you know you and Credit Aloha are partnered up and I'm glad you're getting some love from the NIL, bro. That's awesome. So, you know, Kells, I'm just asking your approach going into a game. You've played in some big games. You've played in some games that people might not hype up as much. What is your approach for any game? And is it the same whether you're playing a team that's 0-12 or a team that's 12-0, number one in the country? Absolutely. Well, my approach to the game, man, first is I'm going to just sound, as much as people say it and as cliche as it sounds, bro, I have 
many reasons to why I play the game that I play. Yeah. And him right here uh-huh. is the number one reason. Who's that right there? That is my nephew, man. Uh-huh. So, but I had to throw that out there. But uh-huh. yeah. No, man, me going into a game, man, my 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 mindset is I'm gonna dominate you. For me, like you're not gonna be able to guard me. I'm trying to basically embarrass you out here. So whether it is an 0-12 team or a damn a 12 and 0, it like, don't matter. My mindset is the same. Cause I'm trying to get seen. I'm trying to, you know, throw myself out there. Absolutely. Everyone's trying to eat. Absolutely. I think it's difficult to to have that maturity as an athlete where I mean we've we've all played in some of these games together where it's like you're playing a team, the record's boo-boo, and you guys are hot. And it's like, you know, everyone says like don't take this game lightly, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, bro. But like at the same time, I've been in the position where our team's hot and then we we lose, bro. The same you get same. snuck up on it. Like the you same. understand. These guys, okay, maybe they're not having a winning record this year. They still are on scholarship to play football. They're made it to Division One. also. Like, they're not just going to roll over and lose. And I feel like especially lately, like Fresno State, like we have a target on our backs. People hate us because they ain't us. It's one of those type of things. Like they don't, they want to, they want to beat Fresno State. Like that's kind of what it is. All right. No, that's facts. I 100% agree. Um, when, you, when you're a team that's consistently winning a lot, Right. Obviously, you know, you're going to have that target on your back, but that's what make it fun. Honestly, that's everybody want to beat you. Everybody want to give you their best. So that forces you to do nothing but give your best back. Right. You got to rise to the occasion in that situation. Absolutely. What do you think? I know you have dreams of playing in the NFL. At what point will you be satisfied with like a I made it type of moment? When I touched that second contract in the second league. Second contract, that's, yeah. that's when you're like, okay, we're yeah. locked in. We're solid. Yeah, because yeah. I know shit, not, not many people last that long in the league. Hell no. To, to make it even to a second contract. So if you can make it to a second contract for sure, like, you good. You good. <clears throat> Locally within the 559, You've been around for a while. You've you've had some great influences in your life from a young age. I mean, back when you and Mac were playing high school together, freaking, I remember, you know, you were training with dudes that I was training with. I know DeJounte O'Neal has a good presence in your life. I had all the local dudes um, from your upbringing, kind of like how I talked to Zane and EB a little bit. Like, you have to see a generation before you have a winning success. How has that affected your mindset going to this upcoming season and knowing like, hey, like we're capable, but this is what needs to be done in order to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit, I want to do what y'all did. I want to have a Mountain West Championship ring on my face. Well, I want some rings, baby. Yeah, damn Hell right. Yeah. But no, just just looking back into it, that's crazy because I was actually watching a film on a little bit of 2018. Mm. But just seeing how guys practiced and like just hearing stories about how y'all mindset and how y'all kind of combined as a team, it gives me kind of a little bit of chills because I, when I came here in 2019, like I'm getting that kind of like same vibe mm-hmm. as of team chemistry, right? And knowing that like we actually have like a good chance to do something special. And you know, I was I was on uh, 
1430 ESPN radio a couple of days ago and they asked me kind of like, well, what's this team got to do to succeed? And I said, I said exactly what you said. They got all the talent in the world. It's there. Coach Tedford's going to drive the boat. We know that. The dude is the best of the business. There could not be a better person in that job right now. It's going to come down to how much of a team they are, the chemistry, how much are they willing to play for the guy next to them. They're going to... Kirby's going to call the good plays. The defense is going to do their thing. You guys are going to make plays, but there's going to be a crunch time and it's going to come down to that stuff. And like, that's no secret now. Like you guys know what's needs to be done in order to win. So that, that's just, that's just the reality of things at this point. Yeah. And not gonna lie, having guys like Zane and EB that was actually brought up into that culture. Right. They know how to, you know, set the tone right. in a receiver room. I'm talking about it as a receiver room standpoint. They play with the Keyshawns. They play with the, the Grams. They play with the mm-hmm. KPs. They play with the, you feel me, like, guys like that. So having that, like, mindset with, within them guys, like, right. man, that's, that's beautiful. Well, I think, you know, in all those rooms that I was in throughout my years, it's not even just the, like, okay, it's not just the Keyshawns. Like, it's got to be, like, if you got three dudes slap dicking around in the back of the room, it messes the whole room up. Like, you can't just have four dudes sitting up straight in the front row, like, and half the dudes in the back aren't aren't bought in or they're, as soon as you leave a meeting, they're, you know, locker room lawyering or something like that. Like, man, why is he doing that? It's tough. It takes a sense of maturity when you get to this level because you're you're putting your whole life into this. You're putting your heart into it. So when a dude's getting love that you thought you deserve, it's hard to be like, I'm happy for my teammate. I'm going to keep working, do my job, maintain my role. So, you know, I, I think that's another thing too is your guys' expectations are so high, but, you know, I forget who said it, but you're as strong as your weakest link in some situations. So I think, you know, making those guys who don't feel, who might not be as important, feel important and bought in, it's, it, could be, it could be a difference maker when you're, you know, it, it's it's that time for their decision to be made. Right. Kells, how do you like your wings? Flats for sure. I, I definitely need some ranch, though. Definitely ranch. Absolutely. Sloppy ranch. Like you What's need, you, like, like, <laughs> like you need, like you need, you need wipes and shit after. Nah, I could control. You feel me? I ain't gotta. You gotta, I ain't gotta go crazy. I just. You got a white shirt on today. Like, is there like yeah. a fifty percent chance you're gonna? It's gonna get messed up. Yeah. It might just just because. No, nah, no, nah, it might. It might. It I'm might. not even going to explain myself. You're not yeah, that confident. I'm not going to explain myself. It might though. <clears throat> what flavor? I'm a. Uh, I'm a hot. You take some heat. Yeah, I, I like hot wings. For Have sure. you done the buffalo waddling hot wing challenge? Nah, and I'm not. You're not gonna. No. For what? Not a free T-shirt. Because I'm not that. I'm not that. You're not that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm like a cool chill. What about lake and beach? I'm a beach person for sure. Explain. Uh. I like the beach, bro, because it's it's refreshing. It's it's like sometimes I'll just go to the beach and not even get in the water. Like I'll just stand out there and just just chill. watch, just chill. The it's, air. It's refreshing. Like it's like yeah. a reset for the body. Uh-huh. So absolutely. I'm definitely a beach guy for sure. Kells, anything else you want to say? Bring the juice nation. Josh Kelly, people. Josh Kelly. Ah, man, Frank, I appreciate you bringing me on here. Um absolutely like what they what they all say, man. I love what you're doing. Just seeing you build this podcast into what it is, bro. 
She ain't gonna go. She ain't gonna go for sure. She hey, ain't gonna go for sure. We're trying to go to the moon, baby. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. I know everyone here and everyone that's came on here. They're trying to go to the moon, and I'm I'm rooting for you guys. And I appreciate Absolutely. you coming on, brother. That's definitely. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, y'all. Last guest for the day. Last whiteout. Little bro, Max Elena. What's up? Bring the juice. Wow, your energy's high. Wow. <laughs> Look at this guy. Big guy here. Um. All right. So let's just start out of the gate here. Um. What is you know, when you're in your head and you're in a position where it's like, I'm, I, you, you get in this routine, you start getting lost in the sauce a little bit. Um, things get repetitive. You're going through the motions. What keeps you from going soft? Well, I think definitely like even right now, <clears throat> summer ball, like is the same thing every single day, all week. Um, so I think just, coming back to reality and then kind of just remembering what you're doing and what's coming forward. So like fall camp's coming. So if we're doing just a PRP, I always get, it's the same thing over and over. We running the same plays for over a month now. And it's like, you know, them. yeah, it's, it's definitely helping, but it's like, you got to understand like sooner or later, all this work that you're putting in is going to come into play. So you always got to keep that in the back of your mind. Never slack off really. Yeah. No, I know. And like, it is hard because, I mean, I'm not going to go through the playbook here, but like there is a uh, a set of plays that are very basic and you know how to run a five yard out. You know how to run a three-step slant. You know how to run a, a, you know, a climb route at this point to where it's like, all right, I got one of these. I'm just going to go over, under, snap. And it's like, or under, over, snap. I should have that memorized by now, bro. Damn. But, uh, point is you got it memorized it's like it's it's a second language but still having the maturity and having the professionalism of mastering those routes you know i see you're rocking the cooper cup shirt today that's a dude who he's mastering i don't even know what he's mastering but he's just he just went off this year like if you had to take one thing from his game what would you say i just think he has so many different like things in his tool belt that no matter the situation he always has something to counter it so that's the other thing I was going to say about this repetitive stuff during practice is like, yeah, you might be practicing five-yard outs for a month, but it's like, what can you do if this other situation comes about? So that's the thing, what I see when I watch Cooper Cup is like, depending on the situation, he always has is a tool in his butt. Exactly. Yeah. So who's the best route runner in the league? Because I know we're going to get ridiculed here from whoever you say. Yeah, I know that. Um, route runner? Yeah, route runner. Because Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. See, that, yeah. So it's Justin that's. Jefferson. All right, so uh, I got chirping over here. Kells is saying Justin Jefferson's best best wide out in the league, or best route runner. We've been just watching a lot of film on him. That's why you say. Yeah, you <laughs> on Justin Jefferson right now. Uh, I don't know. Is Hunter Renfro in the equation at this point? I think he's mastered his own specific techniques. Like he's okay. The slots in the room are saying yes. Keenan Allen has been in the league as just like this underappreciated workhorse who is making plays on a a Chargers team that really wasn't good for most of his career. Now they're starting to get a little love because they got Herbert. And it's like, I mean, we've watched shit, all of us, we've probably watched 100 hours of Keenan Allen film alone off Kirby clipping it. Like, the dude <laughs> is good. The dude is good. He's just so smooth. Like, yeah. so what was his 40 time? Like, I was going to say, it was slow, slow. And people say he's slow, but the dude gets open. And that's all that really matters. I do agree where I think uh, 
Alejandro Renfro is chain. He has his own system. Like I wouldn't watch Hunter Renfro film and be like, I wouldn't teach my high school football team do this. It's it's like a next level of advancement, I think. And you got to be on the same page as your as your core as yeah. your quarterback at the same time too. Like definitely. Okay. Um. You know, going from high school, going from high school to where, <clears throat> you know, me and you, we we had same positions in high school, and now in your career at Fresno State. I think there's a disconnect. You're very much well known for your play against UCLA where you hawk down Casimir Allen. Okay. It's like your freaking stamp right now. And I know you want to make more plays like that and more plays at wide out and more plays on shit. You kick field goals too. Like you'll do <laughs> But I'm saying what I'm getting at is like special teams. We know a lot of dudes in the league that are making a very healthy living off of just playing special teams. We know a lot of dudes on this podcast and in life that have lost opportunities because they don't play special teams. So roads are pointing towards have as, like you said, have as much tools in your toolbox as possible and play special teams. But how did your, how did you have a mental shift on, Hey, I got to start taking special teams seriously. Like at what point did that become a thing? Well, I thought I needed to make myself, uh, useful for this team. So obviously I'm working hard at receiver that's what I want to be doing. But if I can make this team better or help this team win any other way, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I had coaches tell me, like, you know, specific spots to put me in. And, like, we need you for this. You're going to help us in this way. And, obviously, that's what I'm going to do to help the team. So, that's what I had, you know, just the coaching and players as well, just knowing the importance of special teams. And that's definitely what I learned in college right. is that special teams, it's a third of – it's a third phase. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like, it's a bigger deal than some people think. I don't think, I mean, I don't know about the, the dudes in this room, but like in high school, like it's pretty much offense and defense. Like, and then there's the, like the kicker and they, th- they yeah, like you, I, I was, who's the deep man today? Yeah. But there's not really like the, like you're locked in for a punt meeting. And it's like, like, bro, you look at, like you lock into punt almost as long as you lock into offense. Like, it is crazy how big that shift is. And I don't think, I think it's one of the most big unknowns for people that haven't gone through that. Um, so, I mean, this year you got a new special teams coordinator. Are you in the position where like, are you excited to play special teams? What's the vibe? Like it's, it's its own vibe. No. Yeah. And I think the new coordinator, There's a lot got, of juice on special teams. Yeah, definitely. And that's what, I mean, you start off the game with special teams. Like if you, if you go down and make a huge play, that sets the tone for like the rest of the game. Oh, it really does. Shift. And it's like, or if, you know, whatever the case is, you come out of halftime and you return a kick or whatever it is, like that is a big hit. A, something. That's a nail in the coffin sometimes. Like some teams can't recover from that. And then it's also where can you recover from that? And right. that's the other thing about special teams. It's like, it's a huge, it's a huge part. And it's, I think special teams is a big momentum changer in most games. And I think. <clears throat> That, that's definitely like what you got to see through special teams. I've asked Coach Ted for this on the pod. If he would get the Valley V branded on him, <laughs> would you get it branded on you? 100%. If you can find a... No yeah, flinching. If you, if no you flinching. Can, if you can get a Someone solid to make brand. It. It needs to I think like, you would have to do it first though. We would of course be the entrepreneurs I'm not gonna, behind this. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like you wouldn't a go test first? dummy. No. So you're saying I have to do it? Yeah. Joe's not going to do it. Someone's got to. I won't go first. 
But I, I just don't do want to go first and then like everyone else is like, oh, I don't No, know I'll do that. it. I just got to see like how it turns out. Yeah, what if it doesn't turn out good? You still have to go. <laughs> I think I think it's a snowball effect. I think if one person gets it. I'd want it on the, like, the outside of my arm. Though. I'd go like back of the arm. So, like, you could, no, I go right on the outside. It's like my jersey. Like, yeah, you got to see it. You see it. on you. Like, someone's going to get I'm just, I'm talking brand. I'm talking if you could get it to the Fresno State football team is rocking these Valley V brands. Nah, that people would be hard. That is opponents hard. will definitely. It'd just be a cool see, they, like They see everyone branded with the Valley V. That's definitely. I would say 30% of the team would do it. Maybe 10%. 10? 10%. Uh, 110 dudes, 11 dudes would do it. Yeah, probably. What if coach did it? I think that would increase it. I think it would increase it 25%. <laughs> nah. But if it's a generational thing, like if Derek Carr comes back and it's like, what are you guys been missing out on? And then Devontae is like, yo, boys, check this out. Like, bro, yeah. it's going to hit. Yeah, maybe. All right. How do you like your wings? So I don't really care. Like bro. bone in. Okay, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> bone in. Don't matter what. I prefer flats, but it really doesn't matter. But boneless, I explained it earlier. Boneless if I'm like rushing so I can just throw them in. And just eat Give them. me a situation where you're like ordering wings. You're like, I'm in a rush. I need to get boneless All right, right now. So <laughs> I got to get food. I'm late for something. Not late, but I'm rushed for it. And I need to get food before. And I got to eat in my car on the way. So why don't you opt wings out? It's like saying, oh, I'm going to go, go, go smack a steak real quick. Like, well, I feel like that's you not can still eat my, the wings. I feel like that's not in my like… That's not like my. Yeah, that's there's not, steak bites. There's bites for everything. Yeah, but that's not like my like. Oh, I'm I'm in a rush. I need. But what to if I want something. wings? I mean, I guess it's like fast food. Bro, Wingstop might be one of the McDonald's has restaurants wings. What? Fast who? food. Wait, who? Bro, they McDonald's have wings. Has chicken wings. Yes, that is sick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a McRib type of guy? No. Who order, Who goes to McDonald's and says, yeah, can I get a six count of uh, flats right now, bro? I swear, I swear they advertise it. I'm going to need someone to Google that shit. Okay, so you didn't finish. So you, so if you're in a rush, you like boneless. Yeah, but if I could sit down and eat, I'll get bone in. Flats, no, I do not like spice. I like the barbecue and I like the lemon pepper. Uh, What kind of sauce? Ranch. God. I can only have blue. Yeah, I could have like Blue cheese on a salad, but like that's it. I was going to say, I know you like it. All right, lake or beach? I don't know, man. We're beach. Our family doesn't I really so, go to the lake. See, I don't know because I like the lake, but like to go hang out with like friends and stuff on the lake, but the beach is like, like Kel said, like it's like a place to go chill. You could chill on the beach. You can go in the water. We boogie board like crazy. I surf sometimes. Like it's fun. <sighs> Whatever. You don't surf. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You got a surfboard. I surf, attempt to surf. But <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'd probably say beach if I had to choose. For real? Yeah. Probably. That's it. Yeah. I mean. What is, where does canal surfing rank and all that? For that those who don't option. know canal surfing, canal surfing is an activity uh, out in the country. There's a canal. That has it's basically like wakeboarding off the back. You tie a rope to the back of the truck, and we have a crappy surfboard, and you just it's 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 some Fresno book, yeah. Fresno vibes. A lot of invented by it. us. Yeah. Um, the original video is actually pretty freaking awesome. Might need to be have a clip on here, but um, yeah. canal surfing. canal surfing. 
I would probably say beach canal surfing then lake. Just because it's easy, it's there. Wow. It's there. Yeah, it's You don't got to go get a boat in the lake. You don't have to... It's it's a whole ordeal when you're going to the lake. You got it. I also feel like beach towns is a different vibe. Like there's different exactly. places to eat. You can kind of go chill. Like lake, you just you're stuck on a boat too. Like yeah, you can't I just kinda, get off. And you but can't you just, start booming music on the boat. You crack yeah, open a couple vibe, of twisted but tees. It's not, if I were to like, choose, yeah. let's go, boys. Uh, yeah, but if I had to choose, definitely beach and then canal surfing. Canal yes. surfing is great. What is the most last question? electric moment you've had so far in college football like what not not necessarily like a play you specifically did just like the pinnacle of like holy crap this was awesome like this is college football i think obviously i mean i think the ucla game just like the vibes of the whole game it was throughout the game like no matter what happened like we were always we knew the whole game we were gonna win no matter what situation we were in and then that was the biggest game i've been in so far and just in the locker room after it was just crazy. Everyone, all the fans, like when you looked up in the stands, it was just a whole wave of red. And it was just the coolest. It was pretty cool to see. I was the first time I played at Fres- at UCLA because you weren't there yet. You were a recruit on the UCLA sideline. Mm-hmm. So my mom got there early to take Mac as a recruit to get recruited by UCLA. And I'm like, we're doing like pat and go on the sideline. I'm like looking over like, what the, what, the, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, and my mom is like, she's like, my son plays for Fresno State. Like I'm repping Fresno State. Like I don't care for walking to get the tour of the UCLA locker room in the Rose Bowl. Like I don't give a shit. I'm Bulldog born today. And, you know, but he's big time. He's young bull. Yo, UCLA. Waxed. I was over. Waxed. I, Waxed. I, I say, about losing a recruit. I think it was like first quarter. And then I took my UCLA shirt off and my mom gave me a jacket. No, I I, I just threw the jacket over the UCLA shirt. I sat because y'all are killing them, I think. <laughs> and I just, I walked over there and I sat with them for the rest of the game. Well, <laughs> yeah. in that, I was in the red wave for the game y'all won this last previous season. And I was with some former players that were there when we won. And we were like, I thought our game was lit. Like, that game was freaking turned up. And the hotel bar after was freaking twice <laughs> as turned up, man. That was wild. Y'all need to beat USC so we could run that back because yeah. that was electric. All right, uh, Mac, thanks for coming on the pod. Anything you want to say in the Bring the Juice Nation? Thanks for having me back on the pod. Uh, bring the juice every day, no matter what you're doing. Wake up, bring the juice, and let that uh, energy go throughout your day. Wow, really inspirational. I'm going to finish up with two ads real quick. Um, first up, we got Fresno First Bank. Fresno First Bank is a local bank to Fresno and to the community. They have a strong connection with business owners to help them grow and succeed. At Fresno First, they are never too busy for you. It's always direct contact when you walk in. They'll give you a high five, a head nod, a what's up, buddy, something great. They personalize the customer experience every single day. So if you're looking for a definitive banking experience where they're going to treat you like a family, make you feel like you're part of the family and take a sound business approach to what you need, then Fresno First is where you need to be. It's as simple as that. We're family. You're my little old brother. Uh, you actually got a lot of love from Fresno First Bank. We might have to do a, like a, a duet commercial again. You got to hawk someone else down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ha- I'm throwing up lobs for uh, NIL deals over here. Lastly, Dervos Deli. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the Bring the Juice podcast at this point, you know Dervos Deli is our 
go-to sponsor. They have the best sandwiches in the 559. We are going there to eat as a bring the juice nation, having a lot of Fresno State football players there. Uh, sign some autographs, throw some pictures up on the wall. Going to be great. Dervo Steli, we appreciate you. Go try that chicken sandwich. Uh, I'm trying to get a deal where if you wear bring the juice hat in Dervo Steli, maybe you get like 10% off, like a free drink or something. Look into it. More on that soon. Um, all in all, another great episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We're going to tag these guys, follow them and everything. And uh, get your piss out, boys and girls, because let's bring the juice.